Hey, Fims. Grab your journals and pens and let's tune in to that Fem Fatale podcast. Hi, guys. It's Ashley at that Fem Fatale podcast. I know it has been a while. It's been a few weeks. I didn't intend on taking this much time off, but I'm very glad. The reason being, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys would know because I did post to my story. If not, please pause this and go follow at That Femme Fatale Podcast. I do a lot more updating, daily updates and posts on there. So please check that out. If you guys have been following me on Instagram, you would have seen on the story that I've been just balancing a lot. I got back into modeling full time and with doing that, the influencer work and the brand ambassador work, it's been a little bit more difficult to juggle, but I'm very grateful that I'm in a healthier space mentally and I'm more capable of handling a lot more tasks. With that being said, today's topic and podcast was not planned. I originally was going to drop Stupid Games Win Stupid Prizes, and I'm still going to drop that one. But today is an impromptu chat just about being in survival mode. So a lot of the times we're in survival mode, pretty much just making choices off of instinct in order to do our best to thrive and live another day. I'm going to pull up the Oxford Dictionary definition of this to give y'all an exact definition so y'all have a context to what I'm speaking on if you're not familiar. So it says... What is survival mode? Stressful stimuli that causes a physiological and psychological response is called our survival mode. This mode involves release of stress hormones and the activation of our stress response systems. Our mind and body become focused on combating danger. So a lot of the time in life, whether it was our childhood, our teenagerhood, our adulthood, we're put in positions to where we at some point had to trauma respond because there was no other option. Now, what happens when you're in a healthier state and maybe you haven't necessarily been as familiar with specific triggers and you don't understand that some of the things and the behaviors that you're exhibiting are trauma responsive. I'm gonna give y'all a little backstory. So I was speaking with my therapist and I didn't even understand the direct correlation of the things that I've experienced in the past and how it affects and shows up in my adult life until we spoke on it. So. We're pretty much just discussing like dreams and I ended up having a dream where I was protecting myself and it was just very intense. The action that I had to partake in in order to protect myself was the extreme. It was like uh, fight or flight, but times 100. Like if you just had no other option, you had to kill someone, that's pretty much what the dream was. 
Well, in the dream, um, I was protecting myself from someone and I like had to strangle them. What I didn't realize was this was in my unconscious mind due to an event where I was abused as a kid and I was strangled and I had experienced trauma. I didn't even understand the correlation between the two and how it transpired until my therapist said something about it. There are things like reflecting now, there are life events that I have experienced. I don't know if it's the same for y'all, but hopefully if you're able to resonate with this and take something from this talk, I hope that I'm able to share my experience and it can relate to you in some sort of form or fashion and just take what resonates with you. Within me reflecting, there's certain traumas and memories that I have that are stored in a specific place in my mind and I don't remember them until I am triggered or until I have to really think or I'm asked about it and then now I have to pull this memory out. So I didn't understand that this was a trauma response that I had learned over time how to compartmentalize the very intense and well, not so happy moments within my life. So in the times where I may have been abused, whether it was physically, um, sexually, emotionally, there's like bits and pieces of these memories that are completely gone. So there's just moments where I can't even begin to remember how everything happened i am aware that it did happen it's just like unless i'm triggered i can't identify with that memory which looking back now it's kind of very very it saddens me but i'm grateful that i'm at a point of awareness now that i know that hey you still got a little bit more work to do like you're not perfect but there's clearly some trauma that you're holding on to that you have no idea with, like what to do with. That being said, another time, so I don't know how many of you guys are like into physical stimulation as far as like working out or hiking, walking, whatever the case may be. Sometimes mentally, if I don't understand like, um, how my emotions are getting stirred up, what I may be experiencing, or where my trauma may be coming from. Sometimes I work out and I put my, like I get out of my head and I get into my body. Sometimes within doing that, I push myself so intensely to the point to where I can end up crying, not understanding where the release came from, or I really just feel like exhausted afterwards. What I found out within now my yoga practice and using the hip trauma release stretches is that I also, unbeknownst to me, not only do I compartmentalize my memories, but I also store these unhappy emotions, these memories in my body. Um, if you guys are readers like myself, I would like to suggest a book to you guys. It's called The Body Keeps Score, and I'm pulling up the author now, so you guys can definitely 
grab this i will also be having a link in my amazon store where you guys can get it as well and it is by bessel van der kolk so it's pretty much just speaking on how your body pretty much records everything that you've gone through your life tragedies whether they be good whether they be bad how it stores it mentally the chemicals that are released when you go through trauma responses and traumatic events and then also the physical damage that it also does to your body um i don't know I'm learning more and I'm getting more into it. And now I know that I, for myself, carry a lot of my weight in, or my emotional baggage, weight and memories in my sacral chakra. So for women, it's a lot of your hips. And then also being an empath, because I feel a lot of other people's emotions, I store a lot of emotions, a lot of energy there. So I'm learning how to release that. Along with that, y'all, if this is sounding like something that you can identify with, definitely do your research. If you're able to reach out to others or just take some time and be mindful of yourself, because sometimes for people like myself that may experience any sort of like mental battles, it gets a little difficult. Some days we don't even know that we're going through anxiety or that you might be manic or depressive until it happens. And that's okay, but also be able to ask for help. Like if you need help with a certain task, if you work, if your workload's too heavy when you're going through it, don't feel like you cannot ask other people to help you because a lot of people unbeknownst to you probably feel the same way and because it's very stigmatized for us to just be strong and keep going and to overload our plates and be hyper independent doesn't mean that it's the best thing for you and it's the best thing in order for you to be successful so definitely take care of yourself in that aspect and something else I did also want to touch on is, guys, for me personally, I'm the friend that always makes sure that my friends are okay, my family's okay, I'm always wanting to call and like check up on them, and if I'm able to help them in any way possible, I do exactly that. Please check on your friends that are like that, because sometimes people think because we always are the person that checks on everyone else or we're very like, we take on this caregiving role, people forget. It's like, if I'm always the person checking on you, who checks on me? So that's just some food for thought. And then also if you're in that position like myself, if you feel as though you have no one that checks on you, it's time for you to take a step back and reclaim your energy and all of that aid, assistance, and help that you're putting into other people, it's time to put it into yourself because you can only serve and be as useful to others as you are into yourself. 
it's going to require you to be absolutely unapologetically real to yourself about what you may be experiencing. You may not even understand the extent of what that is, but just knowing that something isn't okay is the first step. Please reach out um, online. I'll also be dropping a link in the description box of the different resources available for telehealth, um, telecommunication therapy. So for online, whether it be Zoom or a hotline, that way you're able to access whatever resource that can be available to you if it is very necessary if it's an emergency situation please definitely click the link below um or if it's like past that point please call 911 i'm not saying i am not like a psychologist i don't want to tell you guys like hey this is what you have to do i'm just providing tips and tools that worked with me but we all have to be aware that there are different levels sometimes some of us need more help sometimes some of us need less help and that's okay but don't be afraid to reach out and get the help that you need to um the past year y'all probably heard me talk about it on a lot of the podcasts but this is just like one of the biggest life changes that i went through within the past two or three two or three years when i lost my grandmother i was just to give you guys like a idea of what my life was at the time. I was modeling full time. I was traveling a lot like I do now. I was doing everything from runway to editorial to promotions to influencer work on top of really just figuring out who I was as a person because I had no idea. At the height of my modeling career, I had a breakdown. And only a few people that are close to me know about this. Now I'm sharing it to y'all because I feel like this is something not to be ashamed of. And if my journey can help someone else, I'm completely here for it. I had a breakdown to where I was flying and traveling so much to where I didn't actually know that I was grieving. Like I had an idea but I didn't understand the extent until there was one, I believe it was New York Fashion Week. I just finished a runway show and me and some of my, I guess you would say coworkers, co-models, whatever. We had had like a few drinks and we were all just relaxing and everything. And I just wasn't myself. Like I was not okay. I was not okay at this time. And everything that I had been holding up like the mask that I had on um, and engaging with other people and pretty much just working, working, working. As soon as I decided to drink the mask drop and I couldn't pretend like, hey, I'm okay, like it's all right, we'll just keep going. At that exact moment, I couldn't do it anymore. And I realized I was very unhappy And it took a lot of work for me to identify the fact that I wasn't honoring my emotions. I wasn't taking the time that I needed. I didn't, I was so in denial about the fact that I wasn't okay, that I wasn't even willing to sit too long in my own energy. It became unbearable for me to be alone for a long period of time, unless I was like traveling for a little bit or working constantly. 
And it took me having that mental breakdown to where I took a year off and found out like, hey, you need to take some time to like heal or not only are you going to destroy your career and what you've already built, you're going to destroy yourself. Like you're going to destroy yourself. And I can feel it. I honestly, if we're being completely like upfront and authentic and raw and real right now, I believe at that moment I was self-sabotaging in order to just feel something because I was numb, because I was unable to feel. That was probably one of the scariest points in my life. Now, moving forward with this, I'm at a better place now. I see a therapist and I'm still learning my triggers, y'all. There's certain things that come up in my life that I didn't I still don't always understand my triggers until hindsight, like most of us. <laughs> um, but now I'm just at a place to where I can effectively communicate it. There was, let's see, I'm going to pull a memory experience. It was recent too, maybe like two or three weeks ago. Um, maybe like a month. I was around the time celebrating my birthday and me and my little sister on the phone. We were just talking. She was like, hey, have you checked up on mom? Like, She's not doing too well. And I was like, yeah, I checked up on her um, maybe like a few days ago, but I'll check back in as well and see how she's doing. And something in that moment just told me to tell my sister. I was like, hey, like I do spend a lot of time checking in on you guys, but something I do want to bring to the table that we need to discuss is like, one, we never speak on mental health and how everyone's actually really doing in the reality we always say we're fine even though that's not the case and then two who checks on me if i'm always checking on everyone else my little sister paused and she was like you're right sometimes people don't realize that their their regard for you and how you show up for them is so I guess essential in their life that sometimes they don't stop to think that hey in the midst of me checking up on this person that person and that person is the person that's checking on me are they actually okay like what is life like for them when i'm not talking to them when they're not working and when they're not showing up on social media the way that their brand or whatever their lifestyle looks like how is this person really doing outside of all of that? And that was something that I realized in that moment, if I wouldn't have said anything, she wouldn't have never known to start asking me these questions. She wouldn't have known to be like, hey, also, I know that we're all a family unit, just like friends, you know, your soul tribes, each person has an amazing gift energetically that they can provide to other people but you can't help anyone if you're not able to help yourself and it took me a long time to understand that so y'all i hope i had a i'm gonna keep this a short segment because after this i do have to do some other work stuff but i just kind of wanted to get on and create that discussion with you guys as far as you guys are concerned reflecting within your life what are some trauma responses that you currently can identify within 
how you communicate, within how you respond to others, whether it's in a physical setting when you get overwhelmed if there's a lot of people in the room what is your first instinct in reaction how do you act on that when you have the hard conversations where you might be triggered where someone says something that you think is rude based on your perspective how do you respond to that when you're overwhelmed and when you're um, overworked, what is your response in creating a solution for yourself? These are things that we really need to start asking ourselves. Outside of the physical, the monetary, the 3D realm, what are we doing to help create a better life, not only for ourselves, but for our families and for the generations to come. How can we change how we show up mentally and emotionally and spiritually to be the best person that we can moving forward and also helping other people show up as the best version of themselves? And on that note, y'all, thank you guys so much for tuning in on this episode. I'm definitely going to come back with very consistent content. If you guys didn't already know, I do a podcast and I drop it each Thursday. So this one will be dropping Thursday. Please stay tuned to next week's episodes. And if you guys aren't already, please follow That Femme Fatale Podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, it's That FF Podcast. On Facebook, it's That Femfatale Podcast. And also on Spotify. Thank you guys so much and have a beautiful day. Bye.